0: Welcome to the Warriors Arise podcast, a safe place to talk about unsafe things. Here's your host, Jane Zahasky. Hello. Thank you for joining us here at the Warriors Arise podcast. I am your host, Jane Zahasky. And today, Stephanie Reed is here with our amazing friend, Jessica Cooper. Hello, guys. Hey, Jess. Hey. <laughs> uh, Jessica's here to share her story of how God radically changed her life and to speak life into others that may be just kind of living out a similar situation, Right.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, Jessica, just tell us a little bit about you, who you are today, and, uh, yeah, what God's been doing.
1: My name's Jessica Cooper. I'm currently 41, single, and (laughs) I am believing, or I'm waiting for the man God has chosen for me. Ready to
2: mingle. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, I'm kind of like the more athletic, you know, I work out and try to stay fit and have a dog who I love, and I personally think God handpicked this dog for me, (laughs) so...
2: They make good companions. Yes,
0: <laughs> I like to say that. Like when you said, "Well, he handpicked that dog for me." Like you're one of God's favorites, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs>
2: and just like he will
0: pick for you Yes, one day. exactly, and that's yes. what I keep saying. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So tell us why. What has happened the past what twenty years <laughs> that that is what you're standing on and what you're believing today?
1: Well, okay, for as long as I can remember. You know, growing up as a kid, I was kind of like the, um, more of the tomboy girl, mm-hmm. you know. I I didn't play with the traditional girl toys, you know, like I enjoyed micro-machines, you know. And society or culture has given females, like, pink is for girls, blue is for boys. Right. And I was not a pink-wearing girl, you know. Mm-hmm. Or girls should wear dresses and heels and carry purses, wear bows in their hair. And that just did not fit me.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I think that's kind of how my story started is because the way culture assisted in defining what's masculine, what's feminine, immediately put this confusion in my mind mm-hmm. and a doubt as to, do I fit in? Am I go- Am I good enough? Right. And, you know, just confused at that young age. And I think that planted a seed. And one thing I like to tell people is that the enemy is not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. and You know, when he has a plan, he you know, he works very meticulous at different things. Yeah. and Because if you think about it, if he was in a hurry, we might notice him right away. Right. And, you know, it would be an obvious thing. But I think he started working on me in that area mm-hmm. from the beginning because it wasn't about being attracted to women. It was just about being uncomfortable in the skin I was in. Yeah. And how I thought I was supposed to be.
2: Right. And like, kind of comparison. Right. right? Yeah. Now, like you said, like what you said, that he's been working he started uh, yeah. planting those seeds at a young mm-hmm. age because basically he was grooming you. Right. Yes.
1: I mean, because if he would have put that attraction or that that idea in my head right away, I think it would have been more shocking. Mm-hmm. And it, who knows, it might have turned out differently. But, anyways, so I like to bring up the scripture in Genesis 3 where the serpent first comes into the story. Mm-hmm. You know, because he says, now the serpent was more crafty than any other animals God had created. And he asks Eve a question. Mm-hmm. And his question wasn't really about, What the correct answer is, he just wanted to see how well she knew what God had told her.
0: Yeah. To see
1: how much doubt was in her mind about what God had told her. That's good. And because of what happened in that, you know, Mm -hmm. that situation, we all know, you know, he asked her about the apple or about the, you know, the tree of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so she questioned it and he put a sense of doubt in her mind, like, would I I really die this instant if I ate this apple? Mm -hmm. And I think from that moment, mankind's relationship with God is, been changed yes. yeah, because of that you know it's just the manipula and you understand we understand how the enemy can also manipulate God's word and twist around mm-hmm. what he has said mm-hmm. so you doubt what he has said yeah and so you know at such a young age you know I was kind of doubting too the way God had created me yeah and so you know and because I was I wasn't really fitting the mold that culture had put on me as right as a female yeah so then we jump ahead to about junior high. I start I had my first experience with homosexuality with one of my friends and at first it was very shocking to me. but at the same time, it was very intriguing to me. yeah I didn't understand what was going on. but since I' had grown up in church, I knew that this was wrong, something was wrong with this mm-hmm. and I'm filled with shame so I yeah. you know I hid it. but more as my life went on, more situations like this started happening and you know the more you do, things like that, the more easier it is to keep doing it. And so, you know, I kind of experimented with that for a while. But then when I made it to college, you know, I met a guy and we fell in love. So I thought, well, that was just a phase that that part of my life is gone. I finally found someone that likes me for me. You know, of course, that that relationship was successful for a few years. Mm -hmm. And, then, you know, life happens and it it failed. But I remember being in that relationship, I always wondered, am I, can I be feminine enough for him, you know? You know, because he he liked that I was athletic and we could do things together. But I know he also wanted that feminine side of him, you know, that more softer touch. And I just couldn't fake it enough. I just was uncomfortable in that. That skin kind of like. So as soon as the relationship with O was over, the enemy comes back to me and he says, Jessica, of course, the man cheated on you. Of course, this relationship was, you know, was a failure. You're not, Mm -hmm. you, you don't fit that mold that a man wants. And I was so upset and distraught from it that, I fell for it. I fell for the bait and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: fell right into, you know, I started going to gay bars, starting, you know, my friendship circles changed. And for the first time though, going there, I felt accepted. It was like that lifestyle, that world loved this thing about me, you know, that I I never felt comfortable being feminine, but I could be more masculine doing this and that they accepted me. So for the first time in my life, I felt something, you know, now I know it was a counterfeit joy. Mm-hmm. because at the end of the day it didn't feed me i still felt empty and i was still searching right. for more but it, it just didn't satisfy me so it's really good i went back and forth for years i would date a woman then i would get out and i'd date a man and i just would just feel empty no matter what mm-hmm. i was doing i was mm-hmm. reaching for something yeah. and just could not find it and i had no relationship really with the lord like i you know i, was, I grew up in church so i knew mm-hmm. the lord was there but we had no real bond no relationship i didn't lean on him for anything i didn't it was Everything was my my way. And mm-hmm. he was just convenient in time of need. Yeah, yeah. So uh, good. then in March of 2008, I lost my dad. And this was extremely devastating to me because he was like the Superman of my world. You know, he was the mm-hmm. backbone of our family, the glue that held us together. So losing him absolutely crushed my spirits. And I just remember crying out to the Lord, why, why would you take this man who's so perfect? He's the perfect husband to my mother, the perfect father to me and my brother, you know, he was just the light in our family. You know, it's yeah. just, we showed up to family events and it was just like, there was my dad. And all of a sudden there was the fun, there was the excitement. And so I was like, how could you take him away when there's all these other people in the world? You know, it's just this yeah. selfish request that I know we've all probably went through. And I remember, you know, now reading the scripture in Jeremiah 11, where it says, you know, and he says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And you will call on me and come to me and pray, and I will listen. But the part that really gets me is you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I was never doing that, you know. Like I said, he was just someone I went to in times of need. There was no real bond there. There was no, you know, I I never repented or submitted or given, you know, things over to the Lord. So it was just the prayers just didn't really have meaning. Sure, Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I was like I said, I was in control of my circumstances. My life was what I wanted it to be, you know. And I, I lived for my selfish desires. Mm-hmm. God was just a convenience in times of need, you know. Like religion right. was just a routine, you know. You know, you, you celebrate Christmas, you celebrate Easter, but yeah. do I really understand what that meant? Right. I you know sometimes I'd only go to church during those holidays because that's what you were supposed to do. Yep. And, I mean, yeah. and even before I went to college, I remember I tried to get involved with a youth group at a church and they were doing baptism. So I was like, well, I don't, you know, when I was baptized as a baby, I've never really yeah. done as an adult. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So I got baptized and it really didn't mean anything. Right. So I mean, yep. yeah. all these, you know, that, that's just, just how I was going about things. And, mm-hmm. you know, Romans 121 tells us, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, mm-hmm. but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts darkened. And it was like, after losing my dad, that's kind of what happened. I just kind of grew selfish and just spiraled further down the hole. Mm. And, you know, in Isaiah 59, 2 tells us, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your yeah. sins have hidden his face from you, so you will not hear. And that's just kind of what happened. Like, I had religion, but it didn't really mean anything. It was all routines. And so, therefore, I, was, I kind of became really selfish and my heart was hardened and I no longer wanted to hide being in this lifestyle because... For all I knew, that lifestyle was all that had given me happiness. Mm -hmm. And so it just got worse and worse. So I went further from my mom, further from my family, further from God. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, in the party and he came in and it was more, more sin probably involved in my life than I never experienced. And, you know, but all that time I was searching for something. I was searching for eternal life, salvation through freedom, through the cross. That was what I was looking for, but I didn't know how to get it. Didn't even really know what that looked
2: like. You know how to identify it. Right. Yeah.
1: And I had no idea, you know, how wonderful the joy of the Lord could feel. Mm -hmm. Like being a Christian and having that kind of relationship with God just seemed unattainable to me. Like I felt like it was more for special people, the elite Christians, people that just— grew up more with that background maybe and i just felt like somehow i had missed that opportunity and it was unattainable to me yeah and you know so that's just when it you know i was always in a relationship the enemy made sure he never left me alone like when one relationship would fail he would send another one because he knew that if maybe if i had time alone maybe then i could hear the lord hear from the lord and the lord could reach me but that's just how it happened and then there was one time Several years later, I think I was more wrapped up in that lifestyle than I ever had, like a, to the point where I was ready to make a commitment with another woman. Mm-hmm. And I'd never done that much before because I'd always kind of thought, this isn't my lifestyle, I'll get out. Mm-hmm. But now this was getting real. Yes. And so I started kind of just questioning, is this, is this really the life I'm going to lead, or the life I'm going to have? Yeah. And so I remember this TV special came on and it wasn't really a Christian TV show, but it was... Interviewing certain people from a small town on how they felt about homosexuality and people being in their life that were homosexual. And so they were interviewing people like they interviewed the governor, interviewed just random people. And I remember there's one woman and she had lived a life very similar to mine and had decided that this wasn't working for her because she desired a relationship with God. And just hearing that from her just really struck something in me. She didn't leave the lifestyle to be with a man. Mm-hmm. She desired to have a relationship with God. And I was like, you know, I would like to, yeah, that stirred something in yeah. me. There's something more that I kind of wanted. So that, that kind of stirred up the questions in me like, Lord, how do you feel about this lifestyle? You know, mm-hmm. is this the life you had chosen for me? Is there something greater you have for me? Oh, yeah, Are you still willing to use me? And. You know, because I knew what I was doing was wrong. Uh I knew, you know, growing up, because I had a foundation of Scripture. Yeah, What is it? Romans, in Romans 1, it says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may have been known about God's plan is plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's in- invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being mm-hmm. understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Yeah. And it's like, I look at that now and it was like, he had, you know, worked on my heart maybe in a way. I didn't realize that he was drawing me to him and showing me that this wasn't what he had for me. And
2: Yeah. I like that you said that you had a foundation And the first thing that comes to my mind, I just want to encourage all of you mothers listening, Ah. that the seeds that you plant in your children at a very young age, even if you don't see the harvest in those until they're an adult, Mm. they make a difference. And that's what you're saying, Jessica, like you had a scriptural foundation. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. even though it didn't make sense to you growing up, but Mm -hmm. it came to life at the right time. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. That's a great way to put it. Yes. It's not because I was living a homosexual life that I was living such a life of sin. I believe that homosexuality was just maybe a leaf or a branch. Ah, and huh. that sin itself was there. You know, sin itself was controlling me. And it was almost like you could have plucked away maybe that leaf or that branch of homosexuality from that tree. But it was sin, and you know, that was, mm-hmm. that was rooted. That was really the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like... Even if homosexuality wasn't the issue, my life wasn't holy. It wasn't righteous. There were other things that, because of that sin, had a chance to like, I don't, I don't know, like grow a fruitless tree. Maybe like yeah. I, God wasn't pleased with my life. You know, this life I was living, mm-hmm. and it was ultimately like this life I was living would be the death of me. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I just don't. I don't want it to be like it's only because of homosexuality that this my life was so full of sin. But it was a way that sin was produced. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes,
0: it does, yeah. And that was the vehicle like, that went yes, to yeah, other sins. Yes. Yeah. And it's kinda of like the fruit that you bear. Like right. it could be good mm-hmm. fruit or it could be fruit from the sin that's mm-hmm. that's really the root problem or the
2: root well, of the Well it all tree. comes down to the spirit of rejection. Yes. That's so oh, right. rejected yes. homosexuality was the vehicle and then yeah. it led you to other forms you know, outlets that were not healthy. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's perfect.
0: And just like we had a whole episode on like addictions, Yes, like it's just a habit that gets out of control or it's just something that distracts you Uh from that relationship with God. Yes.
2: Very good. I love love that that that. you said, I knew it was wrong, Mm -hmm. but I still did it or it felt I had like this unsettledness in my heart. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the seeds that were planted in you at a young age, because I know a lot of people who struggle with these tendencies, but they don't act out upon them because I love what you said. I didn't say yes to leave for another man, but I right. did say no mm-hmm. for a man mm-hmm. in his name yes. Is Jesus. Yes. I love that too. Yes. I love so, that.
1: So because of this you know, TV special I was watching, for the first time, I started searching for God, praying, mm-hmm. like actually making a purpose to spend time alone, asking him these hard questions, you know, yeah. that I was always kind of avoiding. And I was like, God, is this, is this the life you have for me? Or is there something more? Do you have a problem with the way I'm living? I need you to please make yourself known to me. And that was the first time I'd ever asked that question, you know, or asked right. him to do that. And I was like, I need yeah. an answer because I am so desperate for truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: And, you know, and I was like, understanding what he wanted for me like this was a new desire I had and so and of course you know he answers I was was about
2: to ask him how quick did he answer and yeah because you know the listeners out there you know we're always asking these hard questions Mm -hmm. to God Mm -hmm. and some people don't hear something for years or for months Mm -hmm. or sometimes we get a really abrupt answer and we choose not to listen because it is so harsh Mm -hmm. so how did God answer you?
1: It, the answer probably came in a matter of weeks, I imagine. It was it was quick. Like, he started moving quick with me. So what happened was one night, it was in a dream. And in this dream, I was on the ground, and I was curled up in the fetal position, and there was a man towering over me, and he was beating me and torturing me with a stick. Mm-hmm. And then I remember looking up in the distance, and I could see another man, and he had his arms out as if he wanted to help me, but this look on his face was just anguish and just pain and he wanted to help me but for some reason he could not help me he was just forced to watch me being tortured in this way and once it was kind of like the sun was behind him so I couldn't really get a good look at his face so once the the light kind of dimmed away I could get a picture of the man's face and it was my dad mm. my dad was standing there and it was like he was in heaven with the Lord but he could get he could see me and see what I was going through mm. maybe in a way he'd never seen it before and he wanted to help me or he wanted to to reach out and, you know, mm-hmm. pick his daughter up and love on her. And some other yeah. people have also thought, well, do you think maybe that was Jesus's face or God's face? Mm-hmm. You know, but anyways, when I woke up, that dream got a hold of me and I woke up crying so hard thinking that my dad is looking at me and wanting to help me and he can't. He sees the pain that I'm going through and it shook something up inside of me. So then the next day I was at work and I just had a strong stirring in me and It was almost like the Holy Spirit was talking to me and I was hearing him for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me, you've got to call your Aunt Sherry. My Aunt Sherry is my dad's older sister. You know, so she's kind of like been the spiritual leader of our family. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, you need to, I just had this strong feeling that I need to call her. And I wasn't really sure what we were going to talk about. But, you know, so on my lunch break, I go out to my car and I call her on the phone and she immediately picks up and says, Jessica, I'm so glad you called. I've been meaning to talk to you. I have something so much I, so important I need to talk to you about. She goes, Your father came to me in a dream last night. Mm. She goes, It was it was so crisp and clear as if he was sitting on the bed next to me. And he says, Sharon, you've got to go get my daughter. You're the only one that can reach her right now. You've got to help her get out of this. Please go get my daughter. Oh, and immediately awesome. I just started weeping on the phone oh, because I knew. This was the answer. This Good. is the truth. This was God making himself known to me yeah. that there was something more. And I, you know, it's yeah. time to take a step, Jessica. It's time to be brave. And immediately I was like, well, Sherry, I don't know what to do. What do I do? And she was like, well, you've got to get out of that situation. Come stay in my house. You know, I've got a house that's, that's empty. I've got a place for you to stay. And, yeah. and there was just so much that needed to be done, but it was, it seemed overwhelming and i don't want to say frightening but it was just kind of like a question of what do i do next and so i just had this this excitement built up inside me and that's all i could think about all day and so i get home from work and i'm in the house alone and my partner i was with wasn't home from work yet you know things were getting really ugly between us at the time Mm -hmm. and and i want to say that Almost like God was making Himself himself known by making things more difficult. He
2: wanted to make it easy for you to leave,
1: right? Yes, and and so I remember walking out on the back patio step and sitting down, and I can I can remember exactly the way the sunlight looked coming through the the bushes, Mm -hmm. the way the air smelled, the breeze that would you know slowly go by, and the the birds chirping. Like I remember every detail about that moment. I'm sitting on that step, and I cried out. I said, Lord, I know what I'm doing is wrong. I want to make a change, but I know I cannot do this without you. And it was just like something happened. It was like my ears opened and I heard him. And he said, Jessica, this is not the life I have planned for you, but I need you to take a step. And it was like that first step I took was was the only step I took alone. It was like as soon as I took that step, it was like I could feel him grab my hand and guide me. It was kind of like You know that Michael Jackson video, Billie Jean? Oh, yeah. When he's walking, the steps light up as he's walking. It was almost like that's how Some of you
2: listeners won't know (laughs) 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 who Michael Jackson is, but...
1: Yeah. Yes, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Google
2: it. Google it.
1: (laughs) You know, it's like, and I think back, you know, I wasn't really in church at the moment. I wasn't at any kind of conference. I wasn't even, you know, it was like God found a way to get a hold hold of me. It was like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure he'd been chasing me a while, but it was like he finally got a hold of me right where i was standing right where i was at yeah and you know it's, it reminds me of you know the story of blind Bartimaeus. it's like mm-hmm. he's sitting on the curb he you know jesus is coming through you know so if i could just get him to touch me i could be healed i could be saved but everyone's kind of annoyed with him and they yeah. kind of disregard him mm-hmm. but he didn't care he knew that this was a moment that if he could just get touched and i knew that would be it for me like cuz he cries out son of david have mercy on me Yeah, and that's kind of where i was at Like, for the first time, I had a passion and desire for Jesus, for God, for a relationship. And I was like, Lord, please disrupt this way of my life. You know, intervene my situation. I need you to take over my circumstances because I've been living life my way, selfishly, Mm -hmm. and it hasn't worked. So I I need you. And everything changed in that moment. You know, I, I packed a bag, walked out. You know, I'd like to say it was easy. It was not easy. You know, there were, there were trials. There were lots of, you know, complications yes. that came along the way. But for the first time in my life, I was relying on God. Uh, and I learned a very sweet. valuable lesson, you know, coming, you know, I started with nothing. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have, you know, I had to change everything about my life, my friends, the things I did, my patterns. And it was like he had it all planned out. He knew what classes I need to get involved with, what groups with church and what ministries Mm -hmm. to be involved with. And I remember as things started changing, sitting on this brand new house with furniture someone had donated, you know, wearing Mm -hmm. clothes that someone had donated, you know, everything was given to me by someone. And I remember thinking, but I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have friends anymore. I need strong, godly women surround me with good people. And he even did that. You know, He it's like he handpicked certain people, which yeah. is how I know you all. You know, it's like, I'm yeah. so thankful for the people that he's put into my life.
2: Oh, I love that.
1: And, you know, it's like, like I said, God got a hold of me that day. It's like he got a hold of the root of the tree from mm. a seed that was planted so long ago. Oh, that's good. And it was like that fruitless tree that, mm-hmm. that sin grew from. God didn't just save me from homosexuality. He saved me from this spiritual downward spiral that yeah. sin was leading me to. Yeah. You know and, God changed the tree so it now has branches and leaves that will bear fruit, you know, yeah. fruit from the Holy Spirit, you know, and love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know. And it's still a work in progress. You know, I'd like to say oh, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, everything's perfect and happy-go-lucky. But every day, the, you know, the Lord's walking me through new steps, new journeys, new, new things, new areas of He's pruning off. And, yeah. you know, so that's kind of.
2: I love that's it. so good. I love it. I mean, I like that you said that God rescued you from the life of homosexuality, but it goes, like we said earlier, it goes back to He rescued you from the oppression of rejection. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. no matter what our sin is, we all can label it something, Yeah. and there's no one worse than the other. Mm-hmm. But it is the vehicle, like we talked about, yeah. of something that's deeper. For some of you, it could be the spirit of abandonment. For some of you, it's the spirit of rejection, mm-hmm. like we have mm-hmm. all been talking about. So there's something deeper than the title that we're or the label that we're talking about, yeah, yeah. And so I encourage you, as Jessica sharing her story, to be thinking about what is under the surface mm-hmm. of what you're battling. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You yeah, maybe you're battling, you know, selfish thoughts. Yeah. Maybe you're battling things of the flesh, but there's something that is pushing you towards that.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And
2: I love that you said God met you where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't have to go search for Him mm-hmm. because He never took us off of you. Yes. Yeah. And He knew the exact time to find you mm-hmm. because He knew when you would look up and find Him. That's yeah. so. Yeah. Good, that's so good, yeah. Stephanie. Yes. yes, and so let that be an encouragement to all of you listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. God knows exactly. where you are, He knows that you're broken, mm-hmm. and He knows the right moment that you will meet Him. I die, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: And I think we see that a lot in the stories that our friends are sharing. That looking back, God was with them from yep. the very, very mm-hmm. beginning, even though. During, at that time, they felt alone, they felt abandoned, mm-hmm. they felt forgotten, they felt unloved, whatever it was, because that's part of the story, right? Yeah. And that's the enemy. He, that's what he loves to do. Yes. And it becomes a label. And then you start calling yourself that. And then you start walking it out because yes. that is what you believe. But it's just part of who God is that he's with you From the very, very beginning, before the beginning, even, Mm -hmm. He's there with you. And it's, yep, it's that moment when you can get to a point where you're like, it's not about me anymore, right? Mm -hmm. I need you, God.
2: I need you. So, Jessica, tell the listeners, what is, like, maybe one of the most standard questions people ask you about your story that they Mm -hmm. want to know about Mm -hmm. your life? Most of the time,
1: I have parents come up to me, and they want to know how they can pray or what to do about because they might have a child that's experiencing the same thing, yes. and, and you know, I just, I just kind of go back to how my family treated me. You know, it was obvious to them they didn't approve of this lifestyle, but they always loved me. And I just, I guess it's just all about love. You know that they didn't, they didn't push anything on me. They prayed for me continuously, but it was just. Still, just the, the love that I still had from them.
2: Mm-hmm. Isn't that how God loves? He makes us where we are at. Yes. Right? Yes. He doesn't say, I'll love you more if you turn right. away from sin. Yeah. He will love you in the midst of our sin. Yeah. And
1: it's just thinking he about does. like the prodigal child. Yes. Mm-hmm. You He's know, even when he comes back, the, the dad is just so happy. It's just yeah. love. My son has returned. And yeah. that's what I just keep saying. It's just just keep loving them because... God will find them. Yeah. When, when the right, when the time is right, He will get a hold of them.
2: Yeah. And that's good. That was going to be my next question. What is that one piece of information you can share with our listeners as yeah. to how do we reach the lost? How do we reach those struggling with the same sin and the same trap that you struggled with? And it's you love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You love them where they I are at, them. and let the love of God do the rest.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like it's almost like seeing the way people loved being seen. God yes. come out of them inspired me or it would enable me to trust them
2: mm-hmm. that's good gosh that's good
1: and so so when things became difficult or when i knew i had to take a step i knew my family would be there to support me
0: yeah so yeah it was your safety good. net mm-hmm. Yeah. and to think that the lady that was on the tv special which is just funny isn't it like how right. god used that And here she is sharing her story, Mm -hmm. which then triggered a change in you, which now you are telling your story, and God is going to continue to use it over and Mm -hmm. over and over. I love that. I love how he works. Yeah. He's That's in the okay. business
2: of recycling. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: yes. yes, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank
2: you for having me. Yes. This, was, this was very, very exciting. Uh, We've been excited about having you.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, friends, be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss anything. We have some more exciting podcasts lined up for you. So make sure you subscribe. And so you will be notified when those are released and share this with a friend. Maybe God has placed someone in your heart as you were listening to this. So it's easy to share and, you know, just We encourage you, spend time with the Lord. Like Mm -hmm. even if you're struggling or if you're not struggling, if you're in a good place, spend time with the Lord and ask him to examine your heart. Open your eyes to something new from him and he's just ready to do something amazing in each one of your lives. And remember, it's time to rise up warrior and And step step into into your freedom. freedom. Warriors Arise exists to educate and empower women to break free from the labels of their past in order to find hope, passion, and purpose. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Remember, this is a safe place to talk about unsafe things.